Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the November 1st episode of the Bull Bear Banter. Today I'm joined by Cheyenne Dunham, and she'll be giving us a recap of the markets this week. Cheyenne? Okay, Tom. So for December 19 corn futures, those closed down three quarters of a cent today at 389 and a quarter, which is up about two and a half for the week. Looking at December 2020 corn futures, those closed unchanged today at 405 and three quarters, which is up about eight and a quarter cent for the week. Switching over to soybeans, January 2020 soybeans closed up four and a half cents today at 936 and three quarters, and that was up two and a quarter cent for the week. November 2020 soybean futures closed up a penny today at 972, which was up four and a quarter cent for the week. This week's big story is all about propane. On Thursday, Iowa joined Wisconsin and Minnesota in declaring a state of emergency. A big part of the issue stems from the late planted and late maturing corn crop. Not only has the demand for propane spiked recently with everyone trying to dry corn, but the supply side is also having some issues as well. Many of the terminals that supply propane either have long lines or no supply at all at the moment. In Iowa, the proclamation of disaster emergency has suspended the regulatory provisions pertaining to hours of service for crews and drivers delivering propane during the duration of the disaster. The length of this proclamation is for the month of November. We'll see how this all plays out, but for now, there are many grain storage facilities starting to get full of wet corn, limiting moisture content, and various other ways to limit the exposure to excessively wet corn. With that, let's move on to the bull bear factors. Tom, on the bull side for corn, ethanol production rose again last week. This is the fifth week in a row of consecutive weekly production increases. It is also the highest weekly production number since the first week of September. Along with that, gasoline demand was also up and is running ahead of levels from a year ago for each of the last six weeks. This week's demand is the highest in eight weeks. Snow in parts of Iowa this weekend ranged from a dusting to more than four inches. This is definitely slowing harvest in some areas, but it also keeps this crop wetter than we've seen for a few years. Corn harvest continues to lag with the Monday report showing the U.S. at 41% complete versus 61% for both last year and the five-year average. Iowa is in a similar spot with 26% done as of last Sunday versus 46% last year and 53% on average. One chart we saw earlier this week showed just under 2 billion bushels of corn left to harvest in Iowa before this week started. Argentina has a new president and there are concerns that his administration will adjust export taxes and make it harder for Argentinian corn to compete internationally. For the bear factors on corn, similar to our comments last week, as you just pointed out, weekly ethanol production has been increasing slightly the last several weeks, but when comparing them to the same week last year, they continue to lag. This week's number was more than 5% below this week last year. In fact, this week's production was the lowest for the last week of October compared to any of the last four years. Export inspections of 15 million bushels were once again below market expectations of 17 to 25 million and were also below last week's numbers. Cumulative corn exports of 137 million bushels for this marketing year are down 60% from the same period last year. This is the lowest start to a crop year for the past 40 years. There have also been quite a few stories recently talking about the 19 million acres of prevent planted acres, and they all suggest the same thing. If even half of those acres come back into corn production, we will have the potential for a massive corn crop next year. Tom, switching over to soybeans on the bull side, well, as bad as the news is on corn exports, it's just about the opposite for soybeans. 
Export inspections last week were the highest so far this year. Granted, that's only eight weeks old, but with inspections of 57.6 million bushels, they were significantly higher than what the market expected, as well as above the previous week's 48.9 million. Cumulative exports for the year are also outpacing last year, and it feels like we'll be close to the USDA projections for soybean exports. Nationally, the USDA estimates that 62% of the soybeans have been harvested as of last Sunday. We're starting to catch up to last year's 69% pace, but we're behind the average of 78%. In Iowa, we're at 66% right now, and that's in line with last year, but lagging the average of 80% complete. Even with the weather issues this week, it feels like the vast majority of soybean acres will be harvested very soon. In our trade area, we believe soybeans are almost done or in a ponded area that won't be able to be harvested. Well, on the bear side for soybeans, I think the biggest story there is the cancellation of the APEC summit. Not only does that put off the signing of this phase one agreement, but it now appears that there are no plans to schedule a time to sign that agreement anytime soon. This week's EIA report showed monthly biodiesel production for August at 156 million gallons, which is down 3 million from the report for July, and 16 million gallons less than a year ago. Some reports show that plants are running at less than 75% of capacity due to poor margins. So as far as our what to watch and upcoming events segment, don't forget that this weekend we change our clocks back an hour early this Sunday morning. Election day is this Tuesday. That's not a national election, but a lot of local and state elections will be decided on Tuesday. So if you have a chance to get out and vote, we'd really encourage you to do that. Next Friday, we will see that latest WASD report from USDA. And as we've mentioned previously, we don't normally expect a big market mover in the month of November. The one thing that could change all of that, though, is the improving corn ratings the last week or two. Are they trying to set us up for an increase in corn production? We'll see soon enough. And then the following Monday, November 11th, is Veterans Day. That is a federal holiday, but grain markets will be open and trading on that day. So Tom, why does this all matter? One of the things I've been concerned about the past few days is corn basis. With this larger than expected corn crop and wetter than expected, as well as the current situation with propane, there appears to be a lot more corn coming to town. I don't know if that will necessarily translate to a weaker corn basis, but it sure feels like it certainly won't improve anytime soon. As Tom just talked about with the WASD report coming out next week, we'd encourage you to take a look at your bushels, either already delivered or needing to be delivered. Do you need to get some more priced before storage starts, especially corn? With relatively strong futures prices, a strong basis, and better than expected corn yields, selling some now might be a very good idea. Our current feeling is that the USDA's estimate of the corn crop might be getting a little larger, but the bean crop might shrink a bit more. If this is confirmed and we have a wild few minutes with bean prices spiking after the report, having a soybean offer in place would be a good thing to consider. Well, in conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter as part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at LandisCooperative.com. Our tagline, bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market, continues to make sense. If you have questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we'll both be back with you again next week. Music